here is the closing Schwab market update. As of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, July 14th. U.S. equities finished mixed as the markets sifted through softer-than-expected earnings results from Dow member J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. and Morgan Stanley as second-quarter earnings season begins to get moving. Meanwhile, the economic calendar delivered another hot read on inflation in the form of the producer price index and jobless claims continued to accelerate. Treasuries were mixed following the inflation data, with the yield curve inversion remaining intact. The U.S. dollar added to its recent rally to multi-decade highs, but crude oil prices lost modest ground and gold traded solidly lower. In other earnings news, Conagra topped earnings forecasts but issued softer-than-expected full-year guidance, citing inflationary pressures. Europe saw broad losses and markets in Asia finished mixed as the global markets continued to grapple with the implications of high inflation on the global economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 143 points or 0.5% to 30,630. The S&P 500 index decreased 11 points, or 0.3%, to 3,790, while the Nasdaq Composite gained 4 points to 11,251. In moderate volume, 4.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.4 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil lost $0.52 cents to $95.78 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price tumbled $27.40 to $1,708.10 per ounce, and the dollar index rallied 0.6% to 108.64. In equity news on Thursday, Dow member J.P. Morgan Chase & Co., ticker symbol JPM, reported second-quarter earnings per share of $2.76 below the $2.89 fact-set estimate with revenues rising 0.8% year-over-year to $30.7 billion, south of the street's forecast of $31.8 billion. The company said its consumer and community banking results grew as debit and credit card spending rose solidly year-over-year, with travel and dining spending remaining robust. And its corporate and investment bank also saw revenues rise as trading activity increased amid the volatile market conditions. J.P. Morgan noted that its commercial banking and asset and wealth management also delivered positive results. However, its global investment banking fees fell sharply compared to the record year last year in a, quote, challenging macro environment, end quote, that saw IPO and M&A activity cool off significantly. The company commented on the environment by saying, quote, In our global economy, we are dealing with two conflicting factors operating on different timetables. The U.S. economy continues to grow and both the job market and consumer spending and their ability to spend remain healthy. But geopolitical tension, high inflation, waning consumer confidence, the uncertainty about how high rates have to go and the never-before-seen quantitative tightening and their effects on global liquidity, combined with the war in Ukraine and its harmful effect on global energy and food prices, are very likely to have negative consequences on the global economy sometime down the road." End quote. As such, J.P. Morgan increased its net loan loss provisions, and its credit costs came in at $1.1 billion due to the loan loss reserve build and net charge-offs, 
while it said it will temporarily suspend its share buybacks. Shares of J.P. Morgan were lower. Morgan Stanley, ticker symbol MS, reported second quarter earnings per share of $1.39, missing the $1.56 estimate as revenues fell 11% year-over-year to $13.1 billion, south of the forecasted $13.4 billion. The company noted similar results to J.P. Morgan as strong results from its equity and fixed income trading segment partially countered weaker investment banking activity. Also, Morgan Stanley said it continues to attract positive flows across its wealth management business and its investment management continues to benefit from its diversification. The company also noted a more volatile market environment than it has seen for some time. Morgan Stanley traded lower. Conagra Brands Incorporated, ticker symbol CAG, posted adjusted fiscal fourth quarter profits of 65 cents per share, above the expected 63 cents, with revenues rising 6.2% year-over-year to $2.9 billion, roughly in line with forecasts. The consumer products company said it saw 6.8% year-over-year growth in organic sales, excluding acquisitions, divestitures, and foreign exchange, driven by a solid improvement in pricing and product mix, which was partially offset by a decrease in volume. Conagra said the volume decrease was primarily a result of the elasticity impact from inflation-driven pricing actions. The company issued full-year earnings per share guidance and margin guidance that came in below expectations. Conagra said its guidance anticipates gross inflation to be in the low teen levels and assumes volume elasticities to increase. Shares traded solidly lower. The markets remain volatile as they digest more inflation data and today's results from the financial sector as second quarter earnings season heats up. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the economy in her latest article titled What's Going On With Jobs? How the June jobs report was cheered by economic bulls given its strength in level terms, but rates of change among leading indicators don't favor a soft landing outcome for the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news, the Producer Price Index, or PPI, showed prices at the wholesale level in June rose 1.1% month-over-month, above the Bloomberg consensus estimates of a 0.8% gain and May's upwardly revised 0.9% increase. However, the core rate, which excludes food and energy, rose 0.4% month-over-month, south of estimates of a 0.5% increase and below the prior month's upwardly adjusted 0.6% rise. Year-over-year, the headline rate was 11.3% higher, above expectations of a 10.7% gain, and compared to the prior month's upwardly adjusted 10.9% rise. The core PPI was up 8.2% year-over-year last month, matching estimates and below May's unadjusted 8.3% rise. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 244,000 for the week ended July 9th, above estimates calling for it to match the prior week's unrevised 235,000 level. 
The four-week moving average rose by 3,250 to 235,750, and continuing claims for the week ended July 2nd fell by 41,000 to 1,331,000, versus estimates of 1,380,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 5,250 to 1,339,500. Treasuries were mixed following the inflation data. The inversion of the two-year and ten-year notes continues, with the markets grappling with what the ultimate impact of an aggressive Fed to fight high inflation will be on the economy. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses this in her latest article titled, Fed Rate Hikes, Why Are Bond Yields Falling? Noting that the Federal Reserve's pledge to curb inflation appears to have resonated with the market. She adds that if the central bank raises rates as much as recent projections indicate, the risk of recession rises. Kathy concludes that consequently, bond yields have been pulling back from recent highs and the yield curve has flattened. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was down one basis point to 3.12% while the yield on the 10-year note rose 5 basis points to 2.96%, and the 30-year bond rate increased 4 basis points to 3.11%. The week will close out with the busiest day on the economic calendar, beginning with the advanced retail sales report, forecasted to have increased 0.9% month-over-month during June, while sales X-Autos and X-Autos and Gas are expected to have respective gains of 0.7% and 0.1% month-over-month. The Import Price Index will round out the month's look at the inflation picture, with economists calling for a month-over-month rise of 0.7% and for the year-over-year print to be an 11.4% increase. The Fed's Industrial Production and Capacity Utilization Report is also slated for release, with production expected to have ticked 0.1% higher for June and utilization to increase to 80.7%. And the Empire Manufacturing Index for this month is on tap, forecasted to fall further into contraction territory, which is a reading below zero, to a level of negative 2 from June's reading of negative 1.2. After the opening bell, business inventories will be released, projected to post a 1.3% month-over-month rise, and the preliminary read on the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index will complete the robust schedule, estimated to remain at June's final read of 50. In international news on Thursday, European equities were lower, as the markets reacted to hot June U.S. inflation reports released over the past two days, as well as earnings results from some key U.S. financial institutions today that missed expectations. The data has added to the uneasiness regarding the economic environment that is being faced with aggressive monetary policy action on both sides of the pond. Inflation concerns were also heightened this week in Europe, as Russia has suspended gas delivery to Germany due to maintenance on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, which has stoked fears that Russia may further disrupt their deliveries past the planned maintenance. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, offers his latest article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, noting how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. 
The economic calendar in Europe was relatively quiet, with Germany reporting that its wholesale price inflation for June cooled off noticeably. Political uncertainty has also ramped up as Italy faces a parliamentary vote of confidence today. The euro and British pound were lower versus the US dollar, which continued to rally following the inflation data and has taken the euro to parity with the greenback for the first time in 20 years. The US dollar's move has added another layer of uneasiness in the world markets. Bond yields in the eurozone and in the UK traded solidly higher. The UK FTSE 100 index was down 1.6%, France's CAC 40 index declined 1.4%, Germany's DAX index fell 1.9%, Italy's FTSE MIB index dropped 3.4%, Spain's IBEX 35 index was 1.8% lower, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 1% to the downside. Stocks in Asia finished mixed, with the markets digesting a heavy dose of economic and earnings data, along with yesterday's hotter-than-expected U.S. June consumer price inflation report. The inflation data seemed to increase expectations that the Fed and other central banks may need to ramp up monetary policy efforts to try to combat inflation pressures. This comes as the prospect of tighter monetary policies has bolstered concerns about a global recession ensuing as a result. However, China and the Bank of Japan have held off on tightening monetary policies as the former remains hampered by COVID-induced lockdowns and the latter tries to maintain its target for its benchmark 10-year government bond rate. Amid this backdrop, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article titled Recession, The Risk is in the Reversal, how a major shark attack is underway that could take a big bite out of unprepared investors' portfolios. Those who haven't rebalanced, trimming what had been outperforming and buying what had been lagging could be especially at risk. Recessions and bear markets, followed by recoveries, happen at the turning points of every economic cycle. The leaders of the last cycle tend to reverse and fall the most in the bear market, while the recovery and next cycle tend to see new leaders. Therefore, the looming risk of recession can make it a good time to rebalance from U.S. to international and growth to value. Earnings news is heating up, with the large financial institutions beginning to report results, while Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company Limited, ticker symbol TSM, reported solid growth in profit and revenues for the second quarter, while Japan's Fast Retailing Company Limited, ticker symbol FRCOY, boosted its full-year outlook after the retailer topped earnings estimates, aided by the sharp weakness in the yen. On the economic front, Australia reported that its employment change rose more than expected in June, bringing its unemployment rate down more than expected, while India's export growth accelerated nicely in June and the country's wholesale price inflation came in a bit cooler than expected but remained severely elevated. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.6%, with the yen losing some ground versus the US dollar. The yen has garnered heavy attention amid its recent dramatic drop versus the greenback to lows not seen in over 20 years, as the Bank of Japan lags the world with its monetary policy stance. China's Shanghai Composite Index dipped 0.1%, the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index declined 0.2%, and South Korea's Kospi Index decreased 0.3%. 
Australia's S&P ASX 200 index increased 0.4%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index moved 0.2% to the downside. The International Economic Calendar for tomorrow will offer the Tertiary Industry Index and Retail Sales from Japan, GDP, Industrial Production and Retail Sales from China, CPI from Italy, as well as trade data from the Eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, July 14th.